0: And welcome back to another episode, everyone, of the Business is Pleasure podcast with the cool, sophisticated, very dapper, L, which is myself, and Colette. I'm sure you guys are all aware of her already. I'm joking. She's beautiful, intelligent, and most importantly, mine. So this last week or so that we've had has been all over the place. We've been busy. We've been really relaxed. We actually just came from a vacation. So I think the best way to start off this show and every other show is, how was your week, Collette?
1: Um, So my week was good. Mm-hmm. My week was really busy, uh, but busy is good. Busy's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we've been pretty busy. We've been a little bit delayed on our podcast schedule, but um, it was because we've been kind of preoccupied with so many events and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had our first event of the year, which was Tyler's party.
0: Yeah, yeah, which was surprisingly really successful and everything, which was nice. It allowed us to really communicate to us a different demographic, but Mm -hmm. that still still appreciates the clothing that we do try to sell and also it just allowed us to actually make some
1: cash. Yeah. And then so from that point on was just events back to back to back pretty much so our first event after that was a sneak peek in Montreal Mm -hmm. which was actually pretty good Mm -hmm. it was great actually I love Montreal so it was nice to go back for a little bit
0: yeah for sure especially like all the culture the people and like the community that's in Montreal it's really really nice at sneak peek I think we really handled ourselves well because it wasn't the biggest event but I think like per capita we've made probably the most money ever at one event Mm -hmm. just a simple fact that that audience they really appreciate good quality clothing and also the off-white did amazing for us like you know we sold an amazing amount of vintage pieces but then we had the off-white pieces so it was really able to get people's attention draw them in so they leave some off white leave it some vintage
1: yeah and one thing that Um, We've kind of said this whole time about, you know, off-white and kind of branching out into more like contemporary or newer brands. It's just the fact that it helps bring more eyes and like more attention to all of our other vintage stuff. So before when we didn't have off-white or like other contemporary stuff, people that weren't interested in vintage would just keep passing by but now that we do have the variety of the two it allows people who are interested in say off-white or just contemporary stuff they'll come in and then maybe browse through some revenge stuff as well whereas like before they wouldn't have even stopped to take a look regardless exactly
0: and it's nice too because that opportunity that they go to our store for like three seconds and that gives us a chance to be like hey have you heard about our company so if we don't use it as a going to sell clothing we use it as an opportunity to introduce the company to people mm-hmm. and I think that's always important right because you can't always expect that to make a dollar from everyone it would oh, be nice right. no they would be nice you know but there are going to be some times we have to use it as a marketing opportunity yeah. just to expo- give yourself a bit more exposure
1: and at the end of the day it makes our booth look booming as well. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah that's always important it's crazy how like People always have that idea that hey, if there's a lot of people there,
1: mm-hmm. I should be
0: there as well too, right? Yeah,
1: it's like when you walk into a store, you're at the mall. If you see a store that's empty, you're like, okay, there's no deals, the prices are bad, mm-hmm. everything's overpriced, and you keep walking. Mm-hmm. If you see a store that has like a line of outside and like you know people moving in and out, you're gonna be like, oh, like what's going on in there? Let me take mm-hmm. a look. Clearly, there's something good that's going on. Oh no!
0: Most definitely, most definitely. Okay, so recently we actually just came from our vacation. My mom actually had her 50th birthday. So shout out to you, mom. Love you. Mm-hmm. And it was it was interesting because for those seven days, we were on this cruise ship, and it was a struggle to find, like, internet connection or Wi-Fi. So we had to find really strategic ways that we could still remain relevant within the business and just keep ourselves busy and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So for yourself, when we were on the cruise, what do you think was, like, the hardest thing you found when it came to, like trying to continue routine even though you weren't at home
1: I think just not being able to post every single day mm-hmm. so like for me and you as well like we have a routine for me it's I wake up in the morning and I give myself like 10 minutes and then I just post on all of our apps mm-hmm. uh, our selling apps that we use mm-hmm. um, I just post and go into it right away mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was just kind of a weird adjustment getting around the fact that i couldn't do that all the time and i had to just wait to post when i could post Mm -hmm. which was usually when we were on land for a period of time which was like it was fine too but it also like i kind of had to get out of the mindset of like i felt like i was missing out constantly Mm -hmm. like i felt like there were so many things that i'm like okay well i'm not able to respond to this person right away or like i'm not able to post right away i'm not able to have post daily or post twice daily like we usually do but at the same time i think we did a really good job at keeping ourselves busy and preoccupied like doing the other things that we could do without having access to wi-fi so we talked a lot about the business we did a little bit of small like strategy sessions here and there mm-hmm. in reference to like our marketing plan yeah. and whatnot. And what we
0: do when we actually get back to Canada, what we should work on and everything. Exactly. Too, right?
1: exactly. And like, I was able to work on my business plan for my other business, and you were able to do stuff mm-hmm. for yourself personally as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it was overall, I wouldn't go on a cruise again. <laughs> but
0: I would give the cruise one more chance, but no. I think I would want more so like with my group of friends rather than with family. No. Mm-hmm.
1: I might go on a cruise when I'm 65. <laughs> But I feel like when I'm sixty five, I'll still be way too like energetic and and like yeah. It's just it's for people who just want to lounge around and relax and
0: yeah,
1: not do anything for seven days. And I'm just not that type of person. Well,
0: now you're not. I'm never gonna
1: be that type of person. Okay, okay, I I hear that. I I don't care. I'm never gonna be that type Mm -hmm. of person. So, but yeah, overall, I think we made use of our time the Mm -hmm. best that we could. And I think we know going forward that maybe at this point in our... Like business and whatnot, it's not ideal to take a vacation where we won't have access to Wi Fi. Yeah. An and that's the thing a though, it's
0: like we never knew that going forth because we had this like crazy strategy that, yeah, when we get there, we're going to get these things done. We had a plan. Like, you know? Yeah. Which was really good for us, but when we actually got there, we weren't able to execute the plan because yeah. one of the most important parts was missing, which was the Wi Fi. Yeah. For me, the one thing I think I struggled with the most was just like for our social media, the consistency that we we're having every day messaging people getting contacts getting new leads yeah. and just like trying to bring value to the community in different ways yeah. and then while we're away like we couldn't do any of that because of mm-hmm. course there was no Wi-Fi. Fi. Yeah. and like it's crazy because when you look at the insights on our Instagram they like, like fell
1: yeah they're they, like 50% yeah
0: they, they fell really really bad so like one it goes to show okay things that we were doing before were working yeah so I think that's the one positive we can take from it yeah. and second it's just like consistency is really the key yeah. Like, you know, as much as we can be consistent as possible, we it will lead to success. And that's one thing I'm just really, really trying to focus on, instead of focus on the negative aspect of, like, yeah. being away for so long. And, like,
1: there's going to be ups and downs to everything, to business, to our events, to selling, or, like, the... The profitability of the like the apps that we're using and you know the eyes that we're getting from that there's gonna be ups and downs to everything and I think the most important thing is to be adaptable and to be to maintain consistent because for example like we've had like so many events that you know maybe weren't the greatest turnout mm-hmm. or we've been to events that didn't have the greatest turnout or like you know weren't necessarily the right clientele or a demographic but we still maintained consistency in the sense that we still interact with people, we still engage with people we never use the chairs provided for us, mm-hmm. we're always standing Stand in, you know what I we're mean? always interacting with people, talking to people um, You know, trying to engage them as much as we possibly can, so I think both of us overall, like we're good at making the best of whatever the situation is
0: no, most definitely, that's what you have to do, right and business is all about adaptability we're trying to ensure that whatever situation that you're put in how can you probably like mold your personality around that yeah. for the best results as possible? Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I think for uh, this week, one of the things that, not this week, but I guess just generally going forward, one of the things that I really want to work on to kind of help with um, like our adaptability and our you know consistency, especially with events and just interacting with people in general through social media, is just getting a better understanding of like the history of our product sometimes. Mm. Because I think it's a really good and useful selling point to customers, especially at events when... I can say something really cool and interesting and unique about, you know, a particular item. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, especially with vintage, like, that's what attracts people to vintage. It's like
0: you're telling that story. It's about nostalgia, right? Yeah. And if you can be a lot more confident within the item, it makes the person not purchasing a lot more comfortable. Yeah. are like, oh, man, I didn't know about this, about the brand. I didn't know this, about the quality. Yeah. Like, you know? And also just kind of reassures the... The idea that is Clarendon Cole that we always try to give the best quality items and everything. Exactly. You know
1: what I mean? Exactly. And just like having that knowledge and being like the expert for our own product, right? Like I think it's kind of difficult sometimes because we go through stuff so quickly. Yeah. And we yeah. like you know what I mean? Like every like event we have basically like seventy percent of our stuff is new. Hmm. So it's like sometimes people like, you know, they'll they'll be looking through the racks and like pointing something out to me and they'll be like Oh man Like this brand Blah 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 Like telling me Like this That and the other And I'm like, like yeah. And I'm like I'm trying to like Talk to them about it As if I already knew that mm-hmm. But I didn't
0: <laughs>
1: You know what I mean you know, Sometimes got
0: would be Light on your feet though, I just right? picked so. it up
1: Because it was cool But mm-hmm. like I didn't know it Had all that I'm like jacking up The price of it <laughs> It turns out It's something interesting But, but yeah I just want to know More about our product Not necessarily To charge more Or anything like that mm-hmm. Just to have like A better like Repertoire with like Our customers and have just better engagement better interaction and then obviously that Intel is gonna drive our sales
0: up no 100% 100% and that's always really important too right because once the customers see that we're actually passionate we care about each individual product it'll definitely help a lot but one thing we also have to understand is that like what we're saying today is like we kind of have an idea of the products that we should always get yeah so it's like as long as we kind of know what our previous products were then we could always know like the selling points for the new okay. products because yeah. they're essentially going to be somewhat similar
1: generally the same yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but i think there will be like those couple one-off items where we're like oh crap like this is really unique like you know mm-hmm. how should we talk about that
1: like even the other day when we were searching for our new inventory and you found that uh like flannel shirt
0: no pendleton
1: pendleton yeah, and yeah. like i had never heard about that mm. brand before So that's something that, like, I learned, Mm -hmm. and then when I go to pick on my own, when you're not there, I'm going to look for stuff like that, too.
0: Exactly, exactly. And it's kind of cool, though. That's one of the things I really do enjoy about picking as well, is that you learn about brands through other brands. Yeah. You know? Because I learned about Pendleton through Woolrich, because they're both, like, outdoor um, outdoor companies, stuff like that. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, when you Google Woolrich, Pendleton will come up.
1: Mm -hmm. so it's like always
0: need to kind of like doing your little background research and things like that and figuring out like oh crap well this is a brand that's similar to that one Mm -hmm. I'm sure the audience will like this item as well too right
1: yeah for sure and I think it also depends on like I think some of our knowledge and information caters towards different events oh 100% more so 100% because like at events like Sneak Peek it's just kind of like you know, a younger demographic that's just kind of into whatever's cool and new and interesting right now. Whether that be cool and new in the sense of like vintage or cool and new in the sense of like contemporary stuff. But when we do other events like the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show or the Ottawa Vintage Clothing Show or like CAFCAD, like those types of things, I feel like at those events it's an older demographic. So they're they want to know the history. They want to, know, to like they want. And it's
0: more conversational. too. It's much
1: more conversational. They want to like have a relationship with you mm-hmm. as opposed to at some of the other events that are generally not necessarily bigger but just I get like I said, a younger demographic. Mm-hmm. They mostly just want to get like get what they want yeah. and go. And
0: I feel like the younger demographic, they're so educated about the product. So yeah. you don't need to necessarily like explain to them what it is. Yeah, exactly where with the older demographic they're still as educated but they endure the whole customer service experience. Yeah. I think a bit more anyway. And also
1: too like a younger demographic a lot of the times I find when they're shopping at events like that we go to, so like the sneaker events and whatnot, they're looking for like specific things.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. And that's why like there's such like a parallel between the vintage and the contemporary stuff that we have. Because mm-hmm. with the vintage stuff it's like you're looking for that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You want something that reminds you of a certain thing, right? Yeah. About where it comes to the contemporary item sometimes. It's like what's cool? What's hip? What's in right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Despite the style or the color of the item or something like that you know it's just yeah. like okay what's the brand exactly. this is cool i'm gonna rock with it
1: okay cool mm-hmm. what's the price okay cool i can do yeah, that. yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: thanks mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no a hundred percent right mm-hmm. so that's why again it goes back to like being adaptable mm-hmm. and like making sure our personalities fit our demographics because mm-hmm. remember when we went to new york and we were like really surprised to see that how we interacted with the, how we would interact with people in Toronto, we couldn't yeah. do that in New York.
1: Couldn't. You, it was you know? it was completely different. It was straight to the point, cut and dry. No, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Or have you heard of the Clarendon Trading Company or not No, before. no, no. None no. of there's that. There's no time for that. There's None no time of for that. that. They didn't have any time for that. They're just like, okay, what is it? What price? Okay, cool. Yes, no, or buy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in Toronto, the people aren't that harsh, yeah. but like the demographic, there is a bit of difference. So we have to like realize that difference and be okay, like, okay, let's again mold our personalities to the demographic. And
1: adapt to that as much as possible. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that's important, right? It's like what we said at the beginning of, of the podcast. Like, That's what business is. Yeah. That's literally like you find a problem. How do you figure out the problem now mm-hmm. so you can solve it? That's exactly. what the most important thing is, right? Exactly. So in terms of like solving problems, our new board... What do you think about it exactly and how we've been able to like really compartmentalize the different things
1: i think our new board is great i really like the fact that it allows us to have uh i think it's helped with our communication oh that's
0: literally the first thing i was gonna say because we're like we're talking through the board
1: we're talking through the board it's also divided into sections Mm. so we know like a section for sales a section for anything that's to be done a section for like anything that we're currently talking about right now or currently in the works right now, and then a section for stuff for our podcasts and stuff that we feel is relevant that we want to share with everyone. So I think it's definitely helped us kind of organize our thoughts individually and then, uh, of course, again, have better communication between each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really like it too because like now it allows us both to be accountable. So it's like when something sells and I'm like the person that drops it off or ships it out, I should let you know cuz that's going to allow the account to become more streamlined and yeah. just easier for yourself, right? Yeah. But if I don't do step 1, then step 3 is just all it like goes goes like all crazy and everything, you right. know what I mean?
1: I think yeah i think it's definitely helped with organization for sure Mm -hmm. are there any other things that you think we could do to help with our organization at all
0: um i don't think there's things that we could we need to do in terms of our organization i think for the most part we're good but what i would like to see and i was thinking about to do the speed in which that we do things you know what i mean i've realized like with us we'll be like okay like let's do our marketing we get all those things done but it's always like two weeks after the deadline So I want to find a way how we can, like, keep one another accountable. Be like, okay, like, hey, we said we're going to have four podcasts in this month. Why did we only get two done? Mm -hmm. we We will get the four done, but it's like, why are we, like, slacking back on this? You know what I mean?
1: I think, like, we just need to be more honest with each other and, like, put our personal feelings aside. And, like, our personal, like, wants and desires aside for the time being. Like, for example, today I'm really tired. And, like, I would rather be sleeping right now. Mm-hmm. But I know that like the podcast needs to get done, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like that was kind of like my way of holding myself accountable or like, or like say for example, if, if like we want to like go out or do something, but we know we have the podcast to do, like we should mm-hmm. put the podcast as a priority. Yeah. but or, though, like if we're not, working on the marketing plan. Yeah, exactly. And, like just have,
0: anything, whatever we're working on. Like I said, like completing products isn't our problem completing them on time is
1: yeah that's what i'm you saying know. like at the end of the day like it applies to everything and no. anything in our 100%. business but we need to again hold each other accountable mm-hmm. in reference to time like mm-hmm.
0: so what what are some things you think that we could do maybe like check in like just every having, three days every four days or something just
1: like maybe like revert back to the the board that we made every two days or so mm-hmm and like assess our benchmark so it's like okay we said we're gonna have a written marketing plan done by this date have we started it yet if we haven't started it yet do we have a day to sit down to work on it together uh laid out like is it realistic that this you know item that we have written on the board is it realistic that it's going to get done so like i think those types of things like we both kind of need to just check in with, like, ourselves and each other to make sure that we're both kind of on the same page and we're both, like, dedicating the time. If we need to work together on something, we're working together on it.
0: Because I feel like what we'll do, we'll see, like, an event coming up because right now we're holding, like, the event on the hierarchy of importance at the top. So, that oh, well, we we have the event to do. We have the get all these things in order so like you know let's push this down to the bottom of the list which is fine but i want to get away from that where we're like okay we've already known a month in advance of the event is coming why don't we have these things in order already? And at
1: the end of the day we've done tons of events yeah so at like this we kind
0: of we, we kind of have like our system down to for do. that exactly we know exactly. what to do
1: it's not something that really requires a whole ton of preparation mm-hmm. and planning well even though at one event we forgot to bring hangers oh my gosh that was our
0: first event though right no
1: that... it was it was montreal it was our second
0: oh my gosh yeah yeah. yeah we yeah. drove all the
1: way to montreal and realized that we didn't have hangers yeah
0: yeah but again about being adaptable we had like an amazing plan what one of our new models is is that we'll find a solution then we'll complain about what we did wrong yes so what we did we were like oh shit we forgot the hangers right was there something else that we forgot as well
1: uh, we forgot the hangers and, and the we bags. forgot the bags. Yeah. yeah, we
0: forgot the hangers and the bags. So the bags were a write-off because there was no way we could find them on time. Mm-hmm. So what our plan was that <coughs> we decided to Google where there was a Walmart in Montreal. Went there quickly, bought like a, almost what 150 hangers. Yeah. And the best part about it, guys, wait for it, wait for it, returned them after. Shh,
1: don't tell Walmart. So there
0: was no extra cost at all associated nervous. with it. You I
1: don't <laughs> want Walmart to find me. You know,
0: they're listening, man. They're always listening. Don't man. tell
1: Walmart. Okay, guys, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, but again, right? It goes, it's always about like, there's going to be a problem. Become adaptable. Fix that issue. And I yeah. think one of the major issues that we had also was like, we had a problem maybe like a year and a half ago selling, but we were able to find like the best apps that work for us.
1: Adaptability.
0: Exactly, exactly. So in terms of like, the apps that you think work best for us, Which are some of, like, your favorite that you like the
1: most? My personal favorites are the, like, apps based in Toronto. Mm. Because even though, like, I think it's great that we ship, like, internationally and to, like, the states and whatnot, I think that's great. I really am, like, proud of the culture and the, just the overall community of, like, vintage sellers and vintage markets that's developing in Toronto. And I'm really, like... I'm proud that we're a part of it mm. so like I do have more of a bias towards the local apps yeah, which I,
0: ones are some of your favorite
1: so I really enjoy let go
0: okay Go is so nice cuz like for me it's one of the most efficient ones
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's a straight to the point easy picture description done
1: easy to post mm-hmm. there's no um, like requirement for like oh we don't accept this type of brand or oh your pictures aren't good enough Mm-mm. or whatever the case may be it's really straight to the point por- which I enjoy a lot yeah, yeah. and I think uh, one thing I noticed through let go is that a lot of people they don't um, they don't ask a lot of questions
0: yeah
1: a lot of times with let go I feel like all the information is easily uh, like readable for the buyer and they can see everything at one time as opposed to some of the other apps. people will be like what's the size and I'm like it's right there yeah, come on then. yeah what's, what's they'll, going on? they'll ask stuff where it's like you should mm-hmm. be able to see that mm-hmm. so yeah let go is my favorite Um... My second favorite, I would say, would be uh, Grilled. Mm. Just because, again, it's easy to use, easy to post.
0: But even though it's not local, the thing I like about Grilled is that, one, prices are in USD. So that means we're making like a little extra $3, $4 an item.
1: Thanks, America.
0: Yeah, 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 100%. And also, I like it how it's, it's, again, it's like perfect for our brand because it has the vintage and the contemporary stuff, yes. right?
1: The only drawback with Garrett Grailed is that I don't like the fact that I can't post like specifically women's items. Because yeah, so it, we're
0: limited just for men's clothing, right? Yeah,
1: it is like a men's selling app, um, but I try to kind of get around it sometimes by posting stuff that I feel as if could be unisex, mm-hmm. and I mark it as that. So if they there does happen to be some like women on the app that, you know, want to... Like a boyfriend fit or something a little bit oversized, they may find something as well because that's also really current right now. Yeah, exactly. But I can't post like leggings or like a skirt. Or <laughs> velvet dress. Yeah, or, something or a I velvet think. dress or something like that. So that's the only thing that is slightly limiting though. So, uh, what about you? What's your next favorite app?
0: Um, my next favorite app after that is actually not an app, it's actually Facebook Markets because mm-hmm. I like thing I like about facebook markets is that you can literally join so many different groups whether it be in Montreal in Detroit or here in Toronto yeah. and just like really communicate directly to those people yeah. and there's also no sound fees there's yeah. no limit on how much you can put there yeah. and there's n- and it's not really strict
1: no. so that that's a
0: good and a bad thing cuz some of the groups it's like literally like just everything in there and then there are other groups where it's just like so specific Strictly Hype Beast Strictly Supreme Strictly Off-White and that's what I like and also, it's like there are over a billion people mm-hmm. on Facebook, right? So it, it really allows us to introduce ourselves to such a lot, of, a larger audience, and everything. Yeah, right? and
1: a, a variety of different demographics. No,
0: hundred percent. And um, I guess we can flip it on the other side. Um, what are your two least favorite ones?
1: So my least favorite app, I'd say, is an app called Vestier Collective. Oh my gosh! So Vestier Collective is an interesting app because I think that they market themselves as being like a high end
0: second hand second hand vintage
1: so they're they're more targeted to like Gucci and Versace Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. so like I'll try to post like polo ralph Lauren, mm. or like tommy hilfiger those types of things and i go through the whole you know posting process
0: which is extremely long it's it's extremely like five long. times the length of let like goes
1: extremely long and then like a day later which is so annoying to wait a day later they'll be like sorry but your item has no they don't even say sorry your
0: item has not been selected yeah
1: they just say your item has not been selected it's like okay like sometimes i'll literally i'll, I'll have an item to post and i'll be like Honestly, this is just gonna get rejected. So I'm not gonna waste my
0: yeah, 100%. I'm not
1: gonna waste my time and I'm just gonna post it on the other apps. Because exactly. I kind of now because we've been using it for like what almost a year mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of know what app what like items are gonna be selected and what aren't. So exactly. and then they also, um, they always think that your pictures aren't real.
0: Yeah, which is annoying. Yeah. But it's also kind of a compliment as well, too, it right? It is. <laughs> so, like, kind of goes hand in hand. The one thing I do like about Vestia Collective, though, is that you don't have to pay for shipping, but they take such a large amount. They do. Of the profit, which is kind of annoying. Um, another app that I like, but at the same sometimes I like just kind of iffy about is eBay. Because I yeah. think there's like so much fraud that goes on to eBay where mm-hmm. people are constantly lying, saying they receive their packages yeah. and things like that. And, and then, there's so much competition on eBay. And so, then, so, and so, and so, And the so, thing so much. with
1: eBay in reference to that, they, they're very, they always side on the side of the buyer. Mm-hmm. No,
0: right? No, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. But again, it's like we said, adaptability and it comes with being in business. Yeah. So guys, um... Below in the comments, let us know what are some of your favorite apps to sell on your least favorite. Again, thank you so much for joining us here for the Business is Pleasure Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and just give us a shout. And remember, leave a like and share so we know that you care. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Thanks, bye.
1: <laughs>